Woohoo! You made it to the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. If you haven't been here yet, I'm your host, Dr. Amanda, the Money Healer. Every week on this podcast, you'll learn money mindset, manifestation, and business scaling strategies that will help you make the big bucks doing exactly what you love to do in your business. Oh yeah, high fives. (laughs) Why do I do this? Because after I went from food stamps to six figures in my business in its first year, it's been my quest to help you learn how to work less, make more, and have fun scaling your business from what I call your zone of manifestation. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, NFA, no fucking around money mamas. It is time for another episode of the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. Today we're on episode number 31 and we're talking about how how your money story either blocks or increases your money flow. So your money story is such an important part of your subconscious belief system. And so today I'm going to break down for you what is your money story, how did it get created, and I'm going to give you six questions to help you start to un block your unconscious beliefs about money and rewrite your money story so that you can get different results. This is really important as we move into 2023. And it's something that I like to have people do every year is do an annual review of their money story. So I walk all my clients through a money story. And it's how I developed and created a lot of the content for my business and a lot of the frameworks and strategies and formulas and tools that I use because I got to do money stories with over 50 of my clients have done a lot more now and I have everybody do it because it's such a powerful tool to have you assess, is my money story making me rich or poor? Okay, and I want you to question this for yourself. Is my money story making me rich or poor? Maybe you don't know what your money story is yet and so I'll teach you that today. So let's start to break this down, okay? Your money story is basically your subconscious makeup of of beliefs about money. Okay, so I think of it as your money OS, your money operating system. And what happens is when you're ages zero to seven, as a kid, you're absorbing everything that's going on around you. So what you're being told about money, what you hear about money, what you watch the people in your outer world doing with money and how you experience money, this is all getting downloaded into your subconscious beliefs. And when you're this age, zero to seven, you have no filtration system. So it's not like when you hear someone say a toxic money belief, you go, oh, I don't want to believe that. Or when you hear, you know, somebody having a really awesome wealth consciousness, you go, yes, I'm going to keep that belief. That's not what happens. Instead, everything gets absorbed. You have no way to discriminate. It's almost like a sponge that's absorbing everything that's around it. It doesn't decide what to absorb and what not to absorb. And this is why your money story is so powerful because those subconscious beliefs cause you to look for that to be true in your reality. So we have a part of our brain called the reticular activating system, the RAS. And what it does is it tracks your surroundings to focus on what it is that you're thinking about. And this helps us because we have over 60,000 thoughts a day and we see so much every single day. So our brain needs to have some sort of filtering process as an adult. Otherwise, it gets overstimulated. And so whatever it is that you believe on a subconscious and conscious level about money is what you're going to be tracking for in your outer world. 
An example of this in a car way, let's say when you are buying a new car and you're researching the kind of cars you want and you pick the one that you want and then you go out on the road and you never noticed these cars before, but now all of a sudden you see them everywhere. It's not that all of a sudden there are more of these cars on the road. It's that now you're focused on that car. So you're starting to see it. The same thing happens with our belief systems about money. So if you have a belief that got embedded when you were a little kid, let's say rich people are greedy jerks. Okay, that's one that's really common. Rich people are greedy jerks or you've got to be corrupt to make money or money is just for those lucky people. Um, I'll give you some more. I, I wrote down a whole bunch of awesome ones that I hear over and over and over again. And when I say awesome, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of money beliefs that are toxic that almost everybody experiences. Okay, so money doesn't grow on trees. You might have been told money doesn't grow on trees. And so it caused you to believe there's none an abundance of money. Stop being so selfish. And this would be when you asked for something when you were a kid, stop being so selfish. So now as an adult, you don't want to ask for what you need or want because it feels selfish. Don't be greedy. There's the, the greedy jerks, right? We see this in movies where over and over and over in the movies that we watch, it gets depicted that that the people who are the villains in the movie are the ones that are seeking money or are the greedy jerks, right? And so we keep repeating this story in our mind. It causes us to believe that it's true. Now we're looking for it in our environment. And what it does is causes us to block big amounts of money because we don't want to become what we fear or hate. So if we think that wealthy people are corrupt, greedy jerks, we're not going to become mega wealthy because we subconsciously fear and hate the people that are greedy jerks, right? And so we've got to break through these money blocks. Some more of these toxic money beliefs that you hear and watch. Uh, be happy with what you have. So that's really a scarcity thinking. Like most people who say that are the ones that don't have enough and are afraid that they can't create more. And so they say, be happy with you, what you have. Often this is even framed as gratitude. Be grateful for what you have. And so it puts this negative spin on gratitude. Um, work hard, get good grades, get a good job. And then someday you can retire and enjoy life. Imagine that if instead when you were a kid, you were told, figure out exactly what it is that you love find out what your zone of genius is, live in your highest values and, and come up with creative ways to have your money make money for you. Imagine if you heard that when you were a kid. We don't hear that when we're kids. Instead, we're told to work hard, get good grades and that you got to earn it and you got to, it, it's admirable to work your ass off and then someday retire, right? And it causes this money block that we've got to work really hard to make money. Okay. You also might've heard a lot. I can't afford that or we can't afford that or it's just the way it is. Eh, it's just the way it is. Accept it. It's just the way it is. Or I hear this one a lot from my clients. That's for those people. So this idea that wealth or, you know, nice things, taking a lot of vacations, owning a house, investing, that's for those people, which causes in your mind as a kid, a split where you go, well, we're not them. So I'm not rich. So something's wrong with me and I can't figure out how to access it because it's those people, not us. And so you can hear how when you hear these things, when you're a kid, it starts to implant ideas into your subconscious mind and you don't really know that. And so as an adult, you're you're let's say you're building your business and you're going, I am ready to create a six figure business or I'm ready to have an abundance of clients and I'm so excited for them to come my way. But subconsciously, your brain's going, you don't know what you're doing. And if you get wealthy, you're going to become a greedy jerk, just like my parents said.
right? And so you're internally causing resistance. And that resistance is the number one thing that keeps you from creating money or manifesting money. And so your money story is really important to start to break down. And you want to be asking yourself, is my money story keeping me poor or rich? And you can reprogram your money story and reprogram your money mindset for you to make easier money. And the, the questions that I'm going to give you here, you're going to want to write these down. These are consciousness raising questions. So the most important thing you can do to start to tap into your subconscious beliefs so that you can change them consciously and choose to believe something different is to question everything. Okay, I want you to start questioning everything you believe about money. And most people don't take the time to do this because they just go, they're not conscious of it. So they sit there and they feel stress and strain and struggle around money. And they never stop to think, what do I believe about money? Just even asking yourself that question, what do I believe about money? is a powerful question to ask yourself. And I'm going to give you six questions to start to play with so that you can pick apart your money story that was implanted uh, input into your subconscious mind when you were a little kid. And, and one thing I want to say here, this is not about beating your parents up or the adults in your life, the preachers, the teachers, the media, anything outside of yourself. This is for you to go, okay, from today forward, I choose to become conscious of my money beliefs so that I can decide whether I want to keep them or get rid of them and reframe them and create a new money story. OK, so this is up to you. You don't need to keep being a victim of your past. You get to decide from today forward. I choose to be radically responsible. I choose to up level my money mindset. I choose to tap into my subconscious beliefs so that I can reprogram my money mindset to get the result I want. Whatever that is, I would imagine it's financial freedom. I know that if I were hanging out with you right now and I asked you what you want and you started to describe your life of your dreams, it's really about freedom of choice. Really, the only reason we want buckets of money or financial freedom is because then we get to choose what we want to do with our time. And so financial freedom has to do with you being fulfilled on the planet and you getting to spend your day doing exactly what you love. That's not going to be possible for you until you dig into your unconscious money beliefs, because you're going to keep sabotaging. You're going to make a certain amount of money and then all of a sudden something will happen to decrease that amount of money back to the level that you are subconsciously set at. And this is called your money set point. So you're going to go, yay, I just got a big bonus or, oh, I got a new client, the highest paying client ever. And then something on the will happen, like an emergency will happen to suck the money away and bring you back to that money set point that feels safe and comfortable to you. And so you don't want to keep having this happen. You want to be able to break through and break through every year. And think of 2023 as your year of, oh, my God, I could double my income. I could triple, whatever, 10x if you choose to. It's up to you. And it won't happen until you dig into your subconscious money beliefs because your subconscious money beliefs is what is magnetizing the amount of money that you have your way. Under the law of attraction, you're going to attract what you feel. So if you feel scared and worried and fearful about money, if you believe it's not possible to have any amount of money you want, that's what you're attracting. Other, If you uh, have it, an abundance mindset, so let's say you believe, I'm totally capable. I've got this. I can create any amount of money I want. There are millions of ways to make millions of dollars. If you truly believe that, you will keep attracting more and more money your way. So let's dig into these questions to help you start to pick apart your money story. So these are six questions, and I give you over 100 journaling questions in my book, I Am a Money Magnet. So if you are into what you're learning today, go to 
I am a money magnet book.com. I am a money magnet book.com and order the book. It is awesome. <laughs> there are uh, wow. Um, it's interesting because right at the time of this recording, I spent the whole weekend editing, formatting, getting the book just, just stellar. It's like a manual for 30 days to manifesting and breaking through your money blocks. So these questions come straight out of that book. And there are over a hundred journaling questions to help you get conscious of your unconscious money beliefs in this book. It is one of the best tools I've created. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much value in this $20 book. So, you know, that's what it's priced at right now. So whatever price it is when you get it, um, it's Iamamoneymagnetbook.com. Iamamoneymagnetbook.com. It is killer. So let's dig into these questions straight from the book. We'll start with question number one. And I want you to ask yourself, what's my first money memory? And this is something that's going to come up in your mind about an interaction with money, something you remember that happened when you were a kid. It could be, you know, anywhere between like five and 15 even depends on you. I've had different age ranges of people. Some people can remember stuff when they were three and some people remember this differently, maybe when they're 15. So just go back to like, what's your first money memory where you really thought of money as a thing? For me, it happened when I was a little kid at a restaurant. My, I saw the people around me getting freaked out about the check. At least that's what I was experiencing. They were stressed. And so I said, write a check and or they were getting freaked out about the bill. And I said, write a check because I didn't know that you had to have money in the bank backing the check. They all laughed at me and I hid under the table for the rest of the night and was super embarrassed. And looking back, when I analyzed my own money story, I was like, oh, that caused me to not want to ask questions about money or make recommendations about money. So, you know, the recommendation was when they laughed at me and then I didn't know what why they were laughing at me, but I didn't want to ask because now I was embarrassed. And so it trained me not to ask questions about money. And this really affected me growing up in my life. So go back and think about what was my first money memory and how did it affect you? So that's question number one. Question number two, what did my parents tell me about money? And this is specifically, what did they say to you about money verbally, right? You want to think about, you know, did they say money is the root of all evil? Did they say money doesn't grow on trees? Did they say you got to work hard? Start to pick apart all the things your parents told you about money. Question number three, what did I learn about money and relationships? And this is an important one because most, the majority of people are in relationships, whether it's a, an intimate partner, it's a business partner, it's friends, you have relationships in your life and you are going to operate your money life through your money beliefs, your, your relationship life through your money beliefs, because there are so many money exchanges that we have on a given day. So you want to start thinking, what did I learn about money and relationships? For me, there was a lot about women's disempowerment. I was raised as a fundamentalist Christian and women weren't supposed to work and they were supposed to be the primary caregivers. And, and literally I was told like women are the servants to men. And so it caused a lot of conflict for me about money and power and gender. And so that's taken me into my forties to play with. Like it, it, I'm, I'm remarried uh, at 40. Wait, how old am I now? 45 at 45. <laughs> I remarried and you know, I look back at my history with my first marriage that was 15 years long and how much of my money story informed who I married, how we interacted with money, me dropping out of school so he could work and I could stay home with the kids. And then it didn't I didn't get to finish going back to school until I was in my 30s. I didn't get my Ph.D. until I was 40. And so these things really affected my money story. And so you want to be thinking about what did I learn about money and relationships and how is it affecting your relationships today? 
This is an important one, especially for women, because historically women have been financially oppressed. Women couldn't even own their own house, get a loan, get a credit card until 1976. That's mind blowing, right? So you had to be married or have your father sign for you to be able to build your credit. Okay, so that's not that long ago. And if we think about that, it really has influenced the way that money, women feel about money and power. And so I want you to question this one. What did I learn about money and relationships? Question number four, how did my parents treat poor people and wealthy people? Okay, so I, how did my parents treat both poor people and wealthy people? And this could be how did they talk about them? How did they treat them? It, you know, were you poor and they treated poor people a weird way? Or were you rich and treated poor people a weird way? And even what does poor mean to you, right? <laughs> so you want to start picking these things apart. And this will help you start to see whether you infatuate with wealth and are scared of poverty or whether you feel safe in poverty and infatuate with wealth uh, if you feel angry about wealthy people, if you feel jealous, like you want to really dig into this. How do my parents treat poor people and wealthy people differently? Okay. So just dig into that so you can start to understand and get some insight into your charges about money. And when I say charges, it's your emotional charges. And remember your emotional charges is what attracts to you. If you feel anger, fear, and doubt about something, you're attracting magnetically because magnetism works on an energetic level. And so if whatever your feelings are is your energetic state mixed with your thoughts. So your thoughts and feelings are creating your state of being and your state of being is what attracts to you. So if you feel scared to be poor, you are actually attracting poverty or, or being poor. If you are infatuated with being wealthy and daydream about it, it actually means also you're afraid of being poor. So you're still attracting poverty, right? So you got to get clear on these things and bring them to your conscious awareness. Number five, question number five, finish the sentences. Wealthy people are blank. Wealthy people are blank. And then poor people are blank. And then money, making money is blank. Okay. And just finish those sentences, see what comes to your mind so you can start to bring to your conscious awareness your beliefs about wealth, poverty, making money. And then question number six What do I believe about money today? What do I believe about money today? So after you answer these first five questions, it's going to start to give you some insights into your childhood beliefs. And then you want to ask yourself, what do I believe about money today? Really based on these questions that I just answered about my childhood beliefs, the things that were programmed into me when I was a kid. And you want to play with this nonstop all the time. I am a money mindset and manifestation coach. And I ask myself these questions all the time. <laughs> I have money breakthroughs every day. I, I can't say every day. Most days, <laughs> because I'm always digging. I'm always looking for what do I believe about that? And I question everything because I know, as Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And this is because of subconscious programming. We can scientifically see this now that we have 60,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those are negative and 95% of them are the same as yesterday. This is because you've been programmed from a very young age to believe what you believe. And the only way to change it is to make it conscious and transform it. That again is what all of what my book is about. I'm a money magnet book.com. I'm a money magnet. 
abundantbook.com. It is killer. It's packed with awesome questions to help you up-level your money mindset and manifest easier money using 30 mantras. And in these mantras, there's lessons for you, journaling questions. It is like the guidebook to break down your unconscious beliefs about money and transform them. And that's it for today. Let me summarize the questions in case you need a recap. Question number one, what's my first money memory? Question number two, what did my parents tell me about money? Question number three, what did I learn about money and relationships? Question number four, how did my parents treat poor people, wealthy and wealthy people? Question five, finish the sentences. Wealthy people are blank. Poor people are blank. Making money is blank. And question number six, what do I believe about money today? Thanks for being here with me. I'm sending you, sending you tons of love and hugs. And until next time, NFA Money Making High Fives. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're ready to break through to the next income level in your business, go to www.thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com to get more money mindset, manifestation, and business scaling resources. Again, that's www.thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.